Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks with me as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. I'm playing her special music today for this Tuesday. So you hear that harp. Did you ever play a harp, Stephanie? I actually did. Oh, wow. So you're going to yeah. have to listen to this podcast to listen to the song they got playing. It almost has got like a Disney sound to it. Yeah, Lydia plays the harp too. You know what? I think... I think that Lydia and Liberty, I don't know about Mama Mia Leah, what instrument she plays, but I think an instrument is kind of required in the Hicks family. We required it with our kids, and they kind of blew us off. You know, Doug had a couple <laughs> years of piano. He could still read music. He can still sit down and play piano. He sings nice, I think, uh, but he won't do any of that publicly. Daniel actually played hymns in our church at one time. Oh, cool. um, but I think the Hicks girls are gifted with musical instruments. They're pretty awesome. And maybe the boys, too. Maybe they just didn't make the girls go through it, you know. And and Steve tunes pianos, you know. So maybe they've got a piano around the house that's all tuned up. I don't know. And uh, it seems like somebody's saying, I hate that old piano. Will you just get it out of here? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. Hang on. You know, let me get a truck out. But I, this is, you know, Stephanie, this is one of these days as we continue to go on that it's hard to find words. And we keep picking words that are in the verses, either in the verse we're going to enter into or the verse. And we've been doing that purposely so people don't think we're talking about them. And we just left that verse of foolishness. And, and Stephanie, you know, God's word is all over the place on foolishness, making sure that we get it. You know, not all over the place with just as clear as the day is long. You're either wise or you're a fool. There's two sides to it in God's uh, view, and his word teaches us that. And uh, we know a couple things. We, we know that fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we know that a fool or foolishness is despising wisdom and instruction, or in this case, despising God's word. But the natural man receiveth the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So I think, Stephanie, I want Stephanie to give us examples of foolishness, but I think, um, you know, what we just covered, obviously, is talking about having a discernment that only comes from God, and that the fear of God or the fear of the Lord um uh, is the beginning of knowledge that we just talked about is how we grow, mm -hmm. how we learn, how we develop. So give us examples, Stephanie, you're real practical on these types of things. So give us examples. We're on the other side of wisdom, obviously. Give us examples on some foolishness that you've seen in people or that how people can know if they're being foolish or whatever the case may be. Well, I think one example of foolishness that comes to mind is, you know, you have, um, you have a kid that's set, that's told, don't go by that cliff edge. If you do, you might, you might fall, you might get hurt, you might do. And, you know, we have these kids nowadays and, and we think, oh yeah, that applies to five-year-olds. No, how about these 
you know, I think of a story that happened not too many years ago where a kid was wanting a picture taken off. You know, he was standing on the edge of a cliff and he fell off. He died because of foolishness. He had to see how close he could get to that ledge for his picture to be taken. Yeah, that's good. And he went over. He yeah. fell, he slipped and fell over the edge of that cliff. And, and that's just a, you know, a crazy, but it happened, you know, and we think, well, doesn't that take common sense? Yes. There's a lot in life that God builds in us for common sense, but if you choose to ignore it, you will become foolish. And, you know, we have kids, you know, we have a simple, a child that's simple, that doesn't know things. They may do something that's foolish, but it's a different kind of foolish. It's more of an ignorant, they have to be taught. They have to be, have that common sense um, trained into them of we don't do these things because if we do, there these are the consequences. So hence, let's think through this. Is this a wise decision? No, it is not. Hence, we won't do it. Um, but when you have an adult who does foolish things and knows better, that's a whole nother level of foolishness. And I, I think the foolishness a lot that you're talking about would more have to do along the lines of being a scorner. We talked about a few days ago um, about what, you know, casting out a scorner and, and that idea of someone who is just blatantly, I hate using the word stupid, but blatantly doing things, knowing there's going to be consequences, knowing it's evil, knowing it's going it, to, it's going to have serious repercussions and they do it anyway. It's like somebody that gets stone drunk and then goes down the highway. Yeah. And we wonder why there's an accident later. Right. That's, that's a just, that's what foolishness is. And it's something that God takes seriously where it's like, he, he offers wisdom. He offers knowledge. But when you choose to throw that away and become a fool, that's very, very scary. Yeah. No, I agree. And I love the example you gave about instruction. And, and you know, folks, instruction comes from the Word of God, and wisdom comes from the Word of God. And uh, I think it's the beginning of knowledge, as we talked about. We talked about the natural man. And Psalm 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So we know that foolishness belongs to everybody who says there is no God. And yeah. this this is deep. And what Stephanie said is absolutely true. Instruction, you know, you, don't go near the edge of that cliff. And that poor boy went over the other end. And I see people, you know, we're around cliffs here and mountains and, you know, just right up the road, just a few minutes up the road from us. Honestly, I think maybe 20 minutes from where I'm sitting, you can be in mountains and, um, uh, and, and people go up to place like blowing rock and there's different, different places. There's four or five different rocks you can climb up to here. And I'm always scared to death when those Facebook pictures start getting posted where they put their little kids right on the edge of a cliff. Oh, I, I mean, that to oh. me, Chimney Rock, I mean, that's a big one. People go up on Chimney Rock, and that's a big one, Stephanie. And and they go out to the end of that, and then Blowing Rock, then there's a waterfall coming down the side of this mountain over here. Kids try to, you know, parents put their kids in there, ride the waterfall down, you know, 50 feet and rock filled, and they wonder why the ambulance is going up there. And there's a kid that dies a year out there. And oh. so, but, and so uh, God's word is significantly people are dying off not believing him. And so that is so important. So I'm glad we were able to cover that and uh, glad, 
glad we're talking about that. Now we're starting to talk about oppression, and maybe we'll make that our word of the day tomorrow. I don't know. i got to go to the committee, which is Stephanie and I, and she always says, yeah, <laughs> sure. But anyway, here we are. We're in verse number 16. He that oppresseth the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. Uh, when you oppress the poor, and, uh, you know, there is always those that prey on unfortunate people. There's always those that, you know, they take advantage of them. I, I read an article, I don't know, like a couple of years ago where a guy was going into poverty-ridden neighborhoods and trying to buy young girls uh, to do the unthinkable with. Uh. Uh, and then more than that, you know, we all know about these people working under the table and doing terrible yeah. things as 10, 12 years old. And there are always people out there oppressing the poor. And uh, then if you give to the rich to try to pump them out. And, and you know, there's people who are uh, people pleasers, people lovers. They respect people. They live that kind of life. There's, there's people you and I know, Stephanie, let's be clear about this. There are people we know, uh, you know, that respect people. They're respecters of people in their status, in their life. And they put everything else, you know, they, and when you do that, when you have so much respect, you miss how much of knuckleheads they are and how no good they are. And then when something bad happens and stuff, you can't admit it. You need to cut that out, folks. We're all people. We all put on our pants the same way. Uh, we all live, you know, some of us may have run across, some of us are meaner than others. It, se it seems to me, Stephanie, help me with this, but it seems to me that people really like the knuckleheaded people, you know, the people who uh, hurt the poor, take from the yeah, poor. Well, often the knuckleheaded predators. Yeah, that's a good word for them. We're yeah. going to call them predators. They are they are they're satanically energized and this is where this is very important to understand when you're dealing with somebody like that you're not just dealing with the person you're dealing with with a satanic demonic there are evil spirits involved when the, with those situations and that's why i call them predators what makes a creep a magnet to other people and you have you and i've had this conversation um, due to a lot of the sources of my PTSD and things that honestly, I, God's making me come to terms with God's trying to take me on a road of healing through things right now that are hard that in yeah. some ways are even harder than Charles being, being murdered. And as you work through those things and, and I have asked you this question so many times, how did I not see yeah. why was so attracted and we've talked about the fact and even since charles died why why is it it's it's creeps there's been so many creeps that you have protected me and the kids from and we're so grateful for that but the why and that they there is a satanic presence around them they're eloquent very often you know we know the creeps that look like creeps these predators they don't quote unquote, look like creeps. Okay. To me, they do now. Now I can spot them, but they look like creeps. Their demeanor is off. Yeah. Take a look at their eyes and you will see something that will terrify you. And so the, it leaves you going back to the spirit of God and asking the spirit of God to show you, to guard you, to protect you, to steer you clear of these kinds of people because they will oppress you. They will make you their slave. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a very scary life to lead. 
It is. It is. And, and everything she's saying there, my friends, is true. And, and listen, pay attention to this verse and uh, be the opposite of that. Listen, we'll be right back with you. We've got to go ahead and let our radio stations identify themselves, but we'll be right back with you. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. You know, this next verse, really, there's a section, Stephanie, from verse number 17 to 21. Of course, we're not going to get through all them today, but they're, they're really hooked together in most commentaries. Most people, they hook these verses together. I even preached a sermon from these uh, years ago, but we're going to break them up and probably get one or two more in today. But they're really important verses, I think, and, and, and everything is in the Bible. But it says, bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. And uh, so, you know, bow down, listen up, you know, listen to what the wise have to say. So often, uh, you know, we, we, we don't go after words of wisdoms. You know, we, we don't listen to those wise people and learn from them. Uh, and, you know, almost if you read that verse, it, it goes on to talk about, you know, applying this to, into your heart. And, and using this knowledge, you know, the wisdom, these wise people, these wonderful things. And, you know, there's people, Stephanie, that you and I want to listen to. We share a lot of the same preachers and people and, and things like I said to Stephanie and everything she goes through in her life. I think I wrote her a text message last night or left her a message. I don't know. I, I sent her pictures of fried bologna last night to try to get her a focus on, you know, next time we're together, we can all eat fried bologna because I've never eaten it. But anyway, <laughs> I, I found out number one is gluten-free. Most people say it's dairy free though some people say they may sneak a little bit of dairy in there and we we kind of don't know what's in bologna but fried bologna looks good to me but anyway going back to this doesn't it look good to you i mean Mm -hmm. what i sent you i mean it looks good to me you know yeah you can't have cheese on it but i can you can put mustard or onion on it my mother used to put onion on uh but anyway she puts that onion on bologna series you never had it fried um but to bow down your ear that's an intentional thing stop what you're doing intentionally listen to those who are wise. And what I was saying, Stephanie and I seem to incline toward preachers and people we know that we know are wise, that share wisdom, that share God's word, which is the pinnacle of wisdom. And we should bow down our ear and listen to them. And we should get some benefit, add it to our heart, add that knowledge to us, Stephanie. Yes. And I think I was just thinking when you were talking about that, um, we recently had a revival like a day of revival services here and where I live. And actually it's hard to believe that was end of June, Mm. Uh, but we had revival services and we got to hear three preachers. Honestly, I I heard two said, take one kid in for, you know, just routine pediatric doctor visit. But, um, I have the two messages I heard were from, um, a staff evangelist, I think he's went up on Pastor Wilkerson's staff, and then um, Caleb Garraway. And those messages were so powerful. God used them so much in my life. And it's amazing that God will take different preachers with their strengths, with the specific ways he's gifted them to communicate the word of God, but he will use it all. He will use different personalities, whatever, but they're words of wisdom. Mm. Even if spoken a different way, even if they come from a different background, you know, you have one guy who grew up on the streets of Chicago and is saved from that life and is now an evangelist. 
you have another kid who's raised in church. Um, you know what I'm saying? You have, you have they, they have different paths. They have yeah. different stories. In some ways, they have different callings, but the goal is the same, and that is to give words of wisdom, the word of God, to the listeners. And it, it's interesting to me that it's it, it. This verse talks about the ear and the heart, and those two things go together. To become a wise man, you not only have to hear it, you not only have to take the time to hear it, you have to take time to apply your heart to it. And that's that's where God will cement it and make it a part of you so that you become that wise person who then can make a difference in someone else's life. This isn't this is supposed to be a chain effect. Um, it's where, a cycle. Yeah. Where it's discipleship, mentorship, um, where we're affecting someone else because of the wisdom that God's allowed us to receive. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is I think this is a great cycle. I think it's paying it forward. I think it's exactly what God expects from us. You know, listen to those wise people hearing about God, hearing from God's word and sharing it. Put it in your heart so that you can use it later. I like that. Look at this verse. We have to get to 18 today. I think it goes really well for it. It says, for it is a pleasant thing. If thou keep them within thee, they shall with all be fitted in thy lips. And I like that. It's a pleasant thing. It's, 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 there's a value and that value is pleasant of adding these, listening, getting down on your uh, ears, you know, bringing them right down and listen to what's going on. There's a, there's a pleasantness of keeping stuff within you. These are these are excellent, wonderful things that God has. And, uh, boy, there's a pleasantness to that. That's a pleasant thing. And uh, to be fitted in, the, in thy lips. So to gain this, what Stephanie was just saying, and where she was going was paying that forward, be able to share that to the next person, talking about how two different men from completely different things and parts of life and ways of life can end up at the same place, sharing God's word because they've got down and they've listened to wisdom. And they've, they've heard what God's got to say about them. And that's a pleasant thing. And you know, there's not a lot of things in life, Stephanie, that we can say is a pleasant thing. No kidding. Especially right now, it feels like. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we've been dealing, just to be upfront with you folks, every day of our lives, we deal with uh, different things that are going on with people we love because we get to know you people and we love you. I don't know why you're all lovable folks, I guess. And, uh, and as we go through different weeks, sometimes it's a little bit harder. Sometimes the hurt's a little bit deeper to go through with you. Um, and this has been one of those weeks where that hurt's been a little bit deeper. But it's always deep for you guys. I remember last year, uh, well, two years ago, Debbie dealt with a poor lady who was uh, just physically abused her entire life, four years old to 15. Then the, her abusers, her father and brother, died in jail. And I remember uh, just last year dealing with a young man who was beat so badly by his father, he lost hearing, uh, lost function in, in, in his one of his fingers because his father used to see how far back he could bend it. And those are the kind of things, these kind of things really hurt you. You know, they yeah. really come to you and hurt you. And you find yourself... If you're an empath, which we are, um, we're, we're total empaths and we're totally upfront about that. You, you find yourself hurting so badly because you can imagine the other person's hurt. And I think, you know, I think that's a godly thing, Stephanie. I think we could overdo it, but I think in our life, it, this equates to, to godliness, to really caring, you know, don't you? Yes, because, and I was honestly just this morning, meditating on this, um, 
as I tried to wake up after just a couple hours of sleep. I'm and, with you, my uh, friend. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. And so I was laying there and the Lord kept bringing to my mind this, the, the phrase living sacrifice. And I'm laying here just wanting honestly to say somebody drugged me so I can sleep, so I can forget all of this. Mm. And it was like the Lord said to me, I was a living sacrifice for you. I am the God of heaven and I came to earth. I was tempted in all points like as you have been tempted and are being tempted right now. Mm. And I did it because I loved you that much. Don't you love me enough to be willing to be a living sacrifice for me to make a difference for somebody else? And that's why we're here. Yeah, that's because what we Jesus do. Jesus has left us here to be a living sacrifice here on his behalf for others. That's that's what we do. And, and, and when I use the term we, I'm talking about all of us. You know, as God helps us, I mean, 2 Corinthians is there, Stephanie, 2 Corinthians 1. And, you know, this is all about taking what we've been through and being able to help other people with it. And there's people who recognize that, you know, we've, we've been through some hurdles ourselves. And we want to help people to go through that. You know, we, we've been through some things ourselves, and it, it doesn't look the same. You know, we, everybody who has PTSD doesn't get it exactly the same. We could all get PTSD from combat or someone dying in our arms. And those all look different. Truth be told, it wasn't all that long ago that, uh, we were dealing with a young man who's witnessed the, uh, the killing of his brother. It wasn't a murder. It was an accident, but his, he, his, he watched his brother get shot in the head and, and Stephanie, even the, you know, she watched Charles deal with the same thing, but they're what they saw are completely different things, but what God helped them with and where we find that in second Corinthians one, where we go through something so we can help others. I was able to put Stephanie and this gentleman together. And from that, she at least could deal with some of those issues that, you know, not, no one else can, but we all go through things a little bit differently, but, but you know, we all come out the other end and the other end is, we have more empathy. The other end is yeah. we've cried a little bit more. The other end is yeah. we laugh a little more now. You got to come out, but you got to <laughs> be willing to come out the other end. This is something, this journey of PTSD is not something that's automatic. I mean, it's something we work at and we work through. And it, it's something that takes some, you know, you listen to us, you know, every day. And I mean, it, it, it's a journey folks. And I'm so glad you're taking it with us. And I know we're right up against, I hate it when we come right to the end of an episode, when we're just getting into it, but we'll get into it again tomorrow with you guys. But listen, if we can do anything to help you, make sure you contact me at Doug for wounded spirits or at wounded spirits, find the TV show at helplywoundedspirits.com.org. Boom. You'll bang into four episodes of the TV show. Episode one's just dealing with why your church should have a group, why you should work with a group. The rest of them dig right into the old nitty gritty. I'm on the phone trying to get those other episodes out there but we sure do love you folks and we look forward to talking to you real soon and listen to every word that brother eric has to say here in a minute and would you do me a favor would you today as you walk out and do your life would you wear the smile that only god can give you so others can see christ in you we sure do love you have a great day Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.